0: Uh, We do transactions, but more importantly than doing transactions, I like helping people grow and build a business.
1: It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by ecospace.com. Now here's your hosts, Adam and Jason. Welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Adams, and today we've got Gary Davidson. So I was recently in Chicago speaking at both the Chicago RIA as, and then I went to Radcliffe's event and spoke on stage for those four hundred people, and I had a lot of fun in Chicago. And one of the remarkable people that I met was Gary Davidson. A uh, little bit about him is he owns Castle Law, so he's the number one non-REO law firm buy units closed in all of Chicagoland area. He represents the buyers and not the banks. So we're going to learn a lot about that today. We also, one cool thing about what he's been doing in real estate. So he used to do fix and flips, right? One every single month for a long time. And he recently stopped that because of what's going on. He wants to wait for this market correction. So he bought this strip mall, this commercial strip mall recently. It's 26000 square feet of distressed asset. So one of the things that he does is he converts these old uh, assets in beautiful locations, right? And he converts them into nice office spaces in class A locations, like a major thoroughfare right there. And he brings in different kinds of tenants like attorneys. So those attorneys might be able to be right there on the corner where it's easier for people to come in and they don't have to like go up an elevator and not only do they get a better location but they even get to sometimes pay a little bit less for that awesome location. One of the things that we'll get in today, is the success formula. We're going to talk about getting your mind right because that is what it's all about. When It doesn't matter what business you're in, you have to know how to get your mind right. So one last thing about Gary is not only did I meet him in Chicago, not only is he the number one non-REO law firm in Chicago, but he's also the only recommended attorney for Chicago RIA. Welcome to the show, Gary Davidson. How are you, sir?
0: Hey, thanks so much, Adam. Glad to be on. Uh, it was great meeting you. Uh, I just love following you and the success that you uh, show other people, and pro- by providing people with a hand up.
1: Uh, thank you so much, and I've I've been very appreciative to to help other people get to where we're trying to go, and and it's it's been a lot of fun. And I know that this interview is going to be just the same because not only do you have just a ton of knowledge and a ton of experience, but also we're going to get into the nitty gritty of what makes somebody successful. That, that getting your mind right is, is very, very important. So let me ask you first, um, wh- how long have you been an attorney?
0: Uh, so 20 years approximately, even though I got this uh, short little crew cut and I look kind of young, uh, about 20 years I've been doing this uh, and focusing people on helping people have a life worth living, a legacy worth leaving and a career worth having.
1: I love, I love all three of those points, and we're going to get into quite a bit. So you've been um, representing just, like you said before, you are the number one REO law firm in Chicagoland area that's representing the buyers and not the banks. So what, how did you even get into that niche, if, if you don't mind?
0: Well, you know, one of my focuses and what, my why when I wake up in the morning, and I think for all of us. We have to have something we feel extremely passionate about in order to be successful. And my why is to really help people uh, get a hand up and to provide over the top excessive value. None of us want to be shaking a cup, asking for work. Uh, we do transactions, but more importantly than doing transactions, I like helping people grow and build a business. So by Providing that over excessive value. I don't care if you're selling widgets, if you're selling legal services, if you're selling multifamily or if you're an investor, if you think about others before yourself, that success will follow.
1: Great. That lot of lot of good information. Honestly, I think that we probably passed and skipped through more things because you you just um, eloquently state so many different golden nuggets in, in a short period of time. And I don't I think it just kind of a lot of that could have just passed through. So I hope we just rewind it and go right back and listen to each and every point of that. That was, that was gold. I have a question here. So you're talking about just having a passion. Uh, your why is to provide value to other people. And you've got a passion to building other people's businesses. So I wanna get into that successful formula right away and figure out what it is that, it, what would you say is the main things that is going to help the listener to grow their business.
0: We have to
1: focus on one thing that
0: will make all other things easier. I think Gary Keller wrote, wrote a book about the one thing, right? And it's so true. It's those little, little details that really, really count, Adam, uh, repeated time after time uh, that's done with consistency. And that's what adds up to make a massive difference. You know, one of the things with real estate, that I see with investors. What's a, what attracts most people and most investors to real estate is the HG, HGTV. And people are making $100,000 between 7 p.m. and 7.30 p.m. at night. I wanna tell something to all your folks and all your listeners. If you think that this is your easy way out, then you might as well turn off this program right now because real estate is very hard work. Yet, if you do it properly, if you do it purposefully, and if you do it correctly, it is the one thing. In the United States, that's what our country was built on, real estate. It's a foundation of uh, commerce. If you do it properly, it is a way to have residual income to have financial freedom. But one thing that people need to be very, very cognizant of is it doesn't come just by uh, investing $100,000 and the next thing you know, it turns into $50 million. It's very, very, very hard work and it requires a lot of effort.
1: All right. So if you think real estate is the easy way out, turn off the program right away because real estate is hard work. But if you do it properly, it's a way to have residual income and financial freedom. But again, it doesn't come just by investing a hundred K. It's a lot it's a it's a ton of work. So I love it. That's that's really, really good info. Thank you.
0: I mean Adam, you know, here's here's the thing. Um what people have to do, and again whatever person, someone's business they're in, we have to have a clearly defined goal. Uh, We can't hit a target that we can't see and we can't arrive at a destination if we don't know where that destination is. So it doesn't exist if you don't write it down and have a clear picture of what you want. With real estate investing, a lot of investors are running a million miles an hour in no particular direction wholesaling, assignments, inventing, investing in apartment buildings, residential, retail, commercial. I guarantee you, if you try to be all things to all people, no matter what business you're in, you will not succeed. So for the new investor that's watching this program, start with that one thing, master it, and go on to the next.
1: You know what's funny? I just We just had an event, uh, what would it be, just last weekend. And we had one expert from multifamily, one expert from single family, one expert from you know, triple net lease and and so on. There was eight total experts on on the stage. And what you just said was really what I tried to get out of that entire, I mean, I we, we spent thousands of dollars to put on this event for hundreds of, of people. And uh, it's because I have that same passion that you have um, where it's just, you see so many people kind of chasing a few different shiny objects. I know you do, and I do. And, and we're trying to kind of give a hand up. And the biggest thing I think that we can take away from, from this specific episode is The One Thing by Gary Keller. Focus on one. Don't start thinking that you need to have assisted living and mobile home parks and self-storage units. Do one. And do one with all your heart. And if you put all of your effort in one place, I think that's what's going to make you successful. Is would you agree with that, Gary?
0: I would. I mean, here's we have to figure out what lights us up and pays us well at the same time. If real estate's a drag or you're you you feel a weight on your chest for it, get out of it. There's other ways to make money. If if playing professional football or, or, or going and, and selling groceries or whatever it is, it's what lights you up. And if something lights you up, then you define how much money will you be making? How will you make it? Because if you don't set that goal, you can't hit that target. So really it comes, it comes down to I love delivering over-the-top excessive value, helping people minimize risk maximize their return. And so it just, the success flows from that because I care deeply and passionately about it.
1: Awesome. I have just enjoyed just the last few minutes of talking with you. And honestly, I I think I've quoted you at least four times, just so many genius quotes, like we have to figure out what lights us up and pays us well at the same time. Uh, We can't hit a target that we can't see. And and it just, it goes on and on and on. I I really like where you're coming from and I appreciate you for, for being there. We're going to get into the final five. But first we have a quick word from our sponsors. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Ecospace real estate. Ecospace is a Denver, Colorado based real estate company with a national reach. They provide a unique offering called flip your home, where they utilize their own internal fix and flip crews to flip their clients' homes prior to listings. Their brokerage clients gain, on average, 23000 of instant equity, which is then taken 100% tax-free. If you'd like to learn more about gaining additional tax-free equity in your home prior to listing, then please visit ecospace.com. And we're back. All right, so Gary, I'm excited to go through the final five with you. What is the most creative deal you've done?
0: So, um, in the city of Chicago, we have a lot of very, very small uh, lots um, that you can't put things on because back in the 17 or 1800s, um, you would have very, very small lots with coach house. Um, what we did was we took and we, we bought a bunch of small lots that had been distressed, the houses had been distressed, and we packaged those up. We did a rezoning on all of those lots. We combined pin numbers and we were able to put a large commercial development on those lots. So one of the things that flows from that, Adam, is most people, when they see a property, whether they see a house or they see a commercial property, they see industrial building, you know, it's kind of like that picture, I don't know if you've ever seen it, where some people see the man and some people see the woman and and it's this, it looks like a witch well, you, when you, when you wanna get real successful, we have, to be, we have to have that ingenuity. And so um, don't look at what you have, look at what you might have. And through that ingenuity, you can come up with something that's really great. That was one of the most successful projects, high ROI, yet when we looked at it, they were distressed Coach House.
1: All right, let's go, I'm gonna ask a couple of quick questions. What is a PIN number?
0: Oh yeah, sorry. Um, using this uh, industry vernacular. So a PIN number is what's called a property identification number. It's a tax number. It's how you're, uh, at least here in Illinois, it's how the tax assessor taxes property. So we may think of a property as 123 Smith Street, A PIN number is how they identify the property. So it's basically a social security number for a specific piece of property.
1: Okay, and did you, so first you had to buy a lot of small lots, (laughs) many small lots all in one place and then you had to entitle them together Mm -hmm. and then you had to build a higher and better use. Is that right?
0: Correct, so we took a very low use Um, coach houses, looking at it, not being able to have any ROI on that and combining all of those pins to create one pin and create a nice project that bettered the community, higher tax dollars, and a great return on the investment for the investor. And you know, what's cool about this, Adam, is our business that we're in, it's a lot of selflessness we're helping rebuild and restabilize communities. So and we can get paid well at the same time. So we're actually providing value to society. Such a cool thing.
1: This win that you talked about, because you are you're you're benefiting you, your investor, the city, and the person who's going to be living there. Um, it does take a lot of creativity and ingenuity. You have to always be innovative, uh, thinking outside the box. What can we do? Instead of kind of saying, you know, uh, oh th- these houses are terrible. You you asked yourself oh, how can I fix this? You allowed yourself to kind of think outside the box and and bring some value to a lot of different people. I w- just have a couple quick questions just on the numbers for this deal. So how many small lots did you buy and how much were each of those lots? So first off, how many and how how much were they?
0: Yeah, so we had a total of 18 individual uh, city lots that we acquired, and when I say we, this was a client that I helped from a legal perspective. This was not me, just to be crystal clear. Okay. Um, so these were individual lots. They ranged anywhere from uh, I think three thousand uh, dollars all the way to say maybe sixty five. Sixty
1: five thousand. Correct. Okay. And then you had to demo bulldoze these down re it, how much did that cost the client?
0: Um, so the uh, the demo, that's something that I'm going to just throw a number and guess because I was not on that side of it, Adam. Um, but to demo these houses and to re-entitle it, I can speak to what the legal process and the legal fees were. I would say this is probably going to be another maybe $100,000.
1: Okay. So, and then what Exactly, was it that they built onto this, onto all of these small lots? What was it that they put there?
0: Uh, this was uh, a high, uh, higher rise, uh, multifamily dense housing. And how many stories? Uh, I think this one was six stories. And um, total number of units um, was, I want to, yeah, you know, I mean, this is a pure guess, Adam, uh, maybe.
1: 300 units. Wow. <laughs> it went from 18 to 300. Yeah. Well, thanks, thanks for letting me pick your brain and get some of those details. I know the listener wants to hear that too. So I appreciate you going into it. The next question, I, wa- I want to know what's a book that you recommend?
0: You know, um, this is a book that I just finished reading. Um, you know, maybe not my favorite, but it's the one top of mind, Adam. Um, I've read a lot of the Malcolm Gladwell books. Uh, and I just finished reading Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell. Um, it's kind of a high-level book. Uh, it's uh, he's a, either a he's an Ivy League guy. There's a lot of analysis, uh, but what there is a certain uh, set of uh, things that make every single business successful, and shows how you get to that tipping point. The key concept behind this, and I recommend it to anyone is what got you here won't get you there. In other words, what got you to this point in your life won't get you to the point that you want to get because everything's a learned behavior. The seeds we sow today are reaped tomorrow. So we have to change, constantly be reevaluating, saying our affirmations, uh, planning and um, setting our goals to get to that next level, um, and there's a tipping point that occurs in all businesses. You may have you may have already gotten there. You know, five six years ago, Adam, I'm sure you weren't interviewing someone from Chicago. Now your name, you know, you come into Chicago. I'm so proud of you and love to see the stuff you're doing. To see some uh, somebody younger than me that's coming to Chicago and speaking as an expert that shows how. Focused, you are. How organized you are. How how much follow up you do. Your marketing, the value that you provide. Everything is selfless that you do, and that's what's so cool.
1: Well, thank you. I didn't know that you were going to compliment me, so I appreciate that very much. The and the interesting thing is you tied us well into my next question. We're talking about. Uh, you said, "I bet you weren't here," you know, five years ago doing this, and absolutely not. How about you? Where were you five years ago? paint us that picture.
0: Uh, So um, I'm going to go off script just slightly. I'm going to go back maybe a few more years because there's my tipping point, Adam, which is maybe in 2009, 2010, in 2005, 2006, 2007, 2008, I was a large commercial development attorney. I was doing large scale developments. If an Ikea came in, I was the attorney doing all the entitlement, big box retail. What happened in 2008? The market collapsed. We had a huge market correction. And I was, I found myself to be an involuntarily retired commercial development attorney. Commercial real estate attorneys, Commercial real estate agents, we kind of look down on residential real estate as a lower form of the practice of law. Yet I was able to get involved with helping high net worth people, um, foreign investors buy these distressed assets and figure out how to help people scale a business by buying uh, both single family and multi family units, moving away from commercial, taking the commercial experience and getting into the residential. So for that turning point in my life, where I was going to Las Vegas two times a year for the shopping center convention, living the high life with the very high level uh, commercial development, and then feeling like I had everything collapse around me, that point allowed me to get into this business and help a lot more people uh, achieve their dreams and their goals, and I just love it.
1: Great. And where will you be five years from today? So uh, our law firm
0: used to be called Brum and Jacobs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We created Castle Law because the point of Castle Law is to allow attorneys who want to be attorneys to be able to outsource all of their billing, their, uh, their human resources, et cetera. We'll handle all of that So our growth strategy for Castle Law, if you know any attorneys that want to be part of basically a franchise and to have a business worth owning, because most lawyers, they don't own a business, they own their own job. And the minute that they can't move their pen or talk to a client on the phone is the minute they stop earning income. With Castle Law, we're allowing other attorneys to have a life worth living. So we're going to be in at least three other states um, in the Midwest and on a growth strategy to take Castle Law nationally.
1: Great. So right now, Castle Law is becoming franchise, is franchising in, um, in Illinois. And then you think that you're seeing in five years from now, you'll be in at least two other states in the same area. What will those states be? Do you have them in mind?
0: Oh yeah. We want to be in
1: Indianapolis. Okay.
0: Uh, we want to be in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, we want to be in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Um, so we we're looking for maybe secondary markets. We don't want to be in Chicago. We don't want to be in LA. We don't want to be, uh, you know, in, in, in these larger markets because there's just too much competition. So we're looking for secondary market locations for Castle Laws. So any attorney that's looking to build their business, grow it, get, um, Get to the next level. Uh, we can take them. Any attorney that's trying to slow down, get out of the business, they can become a Castle Law franchise. Slowly, slowly fade out, and we'll acquire acquire their business with help with help from folks like you. We'll be in Colorado.
1: Perfect. And I was just looking this morning at the countries and states that we have listeners in, and all four cities that you just mentioned, we have listeners for the podcast. So. If you're in one of these cities and you know an attorney that may want to make their life a little bit easier and grow, then you know who to call and who to contact, which is going to be Gary Davidson and Castle Law. All right, so the next question I have is how do you give back? And I again, what's interesting is a lot of our our guests on this show tend to to give back the entire episode. And I love it. I appreciate it. So thank you, first off, by everything that you that you do. You obviously have a selfless nature about yourself. However, I want to give you an opportunity, if there's something that you're focused on specifically, to share it with the audience now.
0: Um, yeah, so um, you know, whatever it is that someone defines as, as their goal, um, I... You, most lawyers are not entrepreneurial by nature; they are transactional. Um, At Castle Law, when we have a client come in, most law firms view a transaction as client to closed file. We view things as client to customer, and that customer becomes someone who becomes a colleague, a friend, a partner so that we can help them build a business. Uh, So I think that's a real unique aspect about me because I have a large firm, because I'm well-known, that actually gives me the opportunity to spend a lot of time doing things like this and working on my business and working on other people's business rather than working in my business. So, so the value proposition, Adam, is if you need something, if you need help, call me. I, if you want to start a shoe company, call me. I may not have the answers, but I'll offer an opinion and I'll help that person
1: grow. All right. So how do we find you? How do we get a hold of you?
0: Um, easiest way to uh, contact uh, uh, myself or any of the attorneys here at Castle Law is via my email address. Uh, that's G Davidson, uh, D-A-V-I-D-S-O-N at castle law.com. Uh, certainly can go to castle the website, uh, and be glad to help, uh, anybody or answer any questions or any other lawyers or anybody that needs help.
1: Wonderful. Hey, you added ton of value. Gary, thank you for coming on. I really, I really do appreciate that. I appreciate your time, and I will continue to watch the success of what you're doing with this twenty-six thousand square foot distressed um, commercial space, which you're turning into office spaces for other attorneys and everything else that you're doing. I, and w- I know that you're waiting for that crash for for some more of these fix and flips. A lot of lot of cool stuff. And thanks for getting into the mindset. I just, I took away so many quotes from you today. Um, one of them, just one of the most recent one was involuntarily retired. I just love the way that you said that. Uh, the next one was, the next one after that, I, I made a, a note of was that most lawyers, um, are unfortunately, are more transactional, not entrepreneurial. And I know there's a lot of doctors and attorneys that are exactly that way. They get paid well, they, they do really well, but they... And I say, but, uh, and I, and I do mean it, they'll get paid and then they'll, and then they go back off and then they get paid and then they go back off. And what you're doing to help attorneys and other folks on being able to actually build a business that can allow you a little bit more time to work on the business and not in the business is remarkable. So again, I appreciate all of your time until next time, my friend think outside the box.